In today's program, we continue our special series, Hearts and Minds Uplifted, a collection of short articles from the book of the same title. These stories by authors from all walks of life illustrate the tremendous personal growth that can be achieved by cultivating one's character through practicing Falun Gong. Conflicts lasting decades are resolved after family practices Falun Dafa by a Chinese practitioner in Canada. My family and I were fortunate to find Falun Dafa in 2004. During the past several years, whenever I passed by Chinatown and the university, I frequently received flyers and CDs from Dafa practitioners. Although I didn't pay much attention to them, looking at the flyers and CDs, which had obviously been made with great effort, I felt that at least these Dafa practitioners were sincere and kind. I often saw them practicing and teaching the exercises in groups in the plaza and at the university. I saw with my own eyes that people who practiced Falun Gong were all very peaceful and orderly. Everybody did a lot of work quietly. After I read articles in the Epic Times newspaper about how many had become better and healthier people after they started practicing, I became curious and had a favorable opinion of Dafa. Three, four years passed. Although I missed many chances to get to know Dafa, the things that practitioners did quietly planted seeds in my mind to help my family come to Dafa later on. Because I saw with my own eyes the practitioner's peacefulness and their devotion to their belief, I was empathic toward Falun Gong over its being persecuted by the Chinese Communist Party for no rational reason. Finally, I really wanted to understand what kind of belief made these practitioners so persistent and why the CCP was trying everything to persecute these kind people. Just then, I remembered the Dafa website listed on the flyers. I visited FallenDafa.org and downloaded the online version of Juan Fallen. I was deeply drawn to the wonders of the book after reading just a few pages. I felt I was on a spaceship traveling into space and exploring the profound mysteries of the universe. All of a sudden, my questions about life were answered. What is good and what is evil all became clear. Black and white, truth and lies, all became crystal clear. After I was fortunate enough to become acquainted with Dafa, I didn't immediately walk onto the cultivation path. It wasn't easy for the whole family to come to practice Dafa. When I found out Juan Fallen was such a good book, I urged my father to read it, hoping it could help him, an honest person with a bad temper. But my father knew my intention, and he always tried to avoid it. Winter came in no time. One day he insisted on going skating. I was a little worried 
but my mother and I didn't want to stop him, so we let him go. Unfortunately, we got a phone call from a hospital emergency room that my father had broken his hip and needed immediate surgery. He was almost 60 years old. It was a big shock for us. My mother and I took good care of him, hoping he could recover quickly. But the conflicts between my mother and father persisted. I was reading John Fallon at the time. I understood that only Daffa could resolve the deeply rooted conflicts in my family. So I recommended the book to my father several times. Finally, my father started reading. Immediately, he changed. His 58 years of bad temper improved greatly. He started being tolerant, even during conflicts with my mother. His spirit improved, and all of us benefited. There were fewer conflicts in the family. Just like that, my father started practicing. We were all so happy for him. But I, as the first person in the family who got to know Daffa, didn't continue to study and practice due to laziness. Right then, a friend that I had not seen for a long time showed up and stayed at our house for several days. Very soon we learned that she was a Daffa practitioner. With her help, we learned all five exercises and together listened to Master Lee's lectures on tape. We all started practicing the five exercises. Soon, my father could stand up with the aid of a crutch. He persisted in practicing the standing exercises for two hours and the sitting exercise for one hour every day. My father's face looked younger. Even though he was almost 60 years old, two months after his hip fracture, he could walk without assistance. We couldn't afford medical insurance because my father was on a visitor's visa. It was a miracle that he could walk on his own without a crutch. Following that, my father was able to easily pass the physical exam for a visa extension. He had to bend and raise his legs in front of the doctors. Due to this miraculous recovery after practicing DAFA, my father was able to successfully pass the physical exam. Over the following six months, my whole family practiced together. The first several months, I often felt a warm stream coming down from the top of my head and spreading all over my body. I felt wonderful. Later, my father went back to China, and my mother and I became lazy about practicing. I knew we shouldn't be like that and wanted to get in touch with the local practitioners so we could have a good cultivation environment to help improve ourselves. For various reasons, I never got a chance to do that. Just then, a fellow practitioner we had never met called us. She called to greet my father. It turned out that my father, who likes reading the Epic Times, withdrew from the CCP for our family after he read the nine commentaries on the Communist Party. Later, I realized that this ordinary phone call marked a huge transition in our cultivation paths. The practitioner encouraged us to participate in the group FAS study. The study site was very close to our house. 
At first, we thought we'd just try it out, but we have not stopped going there ever since that first time. Every week we studied the Fa and shared our experiences with fellow practitioners. It became an important part of our cultivation. With encouragement and help from fellow practitioners, I became very diligent in cultivation. Since then, Dava has become part of our lives. Our family walked onto the cultivation path. Over the year and a half since I began Dafa practice, we have experienced the greatness of Dafa. I had never been very healthy, even when I was very young. I had chronic tracheitis and perpetual allergic rhinitis. After I came to the West, for the first couple of years, my chronic tracheitis didn't bother me much, but the perpetual allergic rhinitis gave me quite a bit of trouble. After several years, I was used to having to breathe through my mouth, particularly after I started working as an information technology professional. My resistance to diseases decreased. I frequently had a cold that lingered for weeks and months. My trachea became very susceptible because I was always breathing through my mouth. Every time I caught a cold, I coughed a lot. Plus, I was allergic to the air conditioning. I used a lot of tissues. Several years ago, after riding in a car with a co-worker who smoked, my chronic tracheitis came back. If I walked too fast, it was hard for me to catch my breath. I could hear the sound of my breathing through my trachea. Due to my dislike of Western medicine and treatment methods, I never took many medications. I only took antibiotics a couple of times, but I was afraid of having to depend on them, so I ended up throwing them away. I got used to hearing the sounds from my trachea, and I even didn't consider chronic tracheitis and perennial allergic rhinitis to be diseases. After I practiced DAFA for several months, I suddenly realized that all my symptoms had disappeared without my even noticing it. This was a clear case of the FA principle of gaining naturally without pursuit. There are so many good things about DAFA that I can't write about all of them. DAFA helped my family dispel conflicts that had existed for decades. We all benefited from it mentally and physically. We thank Master Lee. Dafa and all Dafa practitioners who clarify the truth and spread the fa on every street and in every corner of the world. Some have even sacrificed their lives. Their kindness has helped countless people to benefit from fallen Dafa. Practicing Falun Dafa and Becoming a Better Person by a Falun Dafa Practitioner One day I came across Falun Gong while I was surfing the web. I had read about the persecution in China and wanted to find out what was so powerful about this spiritual practice that people in China were willing to risk their lives to clarify the truth and to exercise their right to their beliefs. 
I was curious to find out more and found information about a local practice site on the internet. When I went there, I saw people meditating in full lotus position. I was struck by their peacefulness and the power of the exercises. I knew immediately that this was for me and wanted to know more about it. I attended a nine-day seminar, a videotaped lecture series given by the teacher and founder, Master Li Hongzhu. During the seminar, I knew in my heart that this practice would teach me how to be a better person. I used to have a problem with gambling. Falun Gong showed me how to cultivate my heart and mind to assimilate into the universal principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. The teachings provided the guidance I had been lacking. I immediately stopped gambling. My wife saw remarkable changes in me in just a few months of practicing Falun Gong. She was so impressed that she started practicing too. My daughter was also struck by the changes in me and wanted to know what had brought about this transformation. So I introduced her to Juan Falun, the principal book of Master Li Hongzhu. Reading Juan Falun with her was one of the best experiences of my life. Many of you have seen practitioners doing the exercises. Maybe you've also been struck by the beauty, tranquility, and positive energy of the practice. I sincerely hope that you will take the time to understand what Falun Gong really is, to look at it with an open mind and heart, and to reject the politically motivated slander from the Chinese Communist Party. The world could use more truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Regaining the happiness I enjoyed as a child by a practitioner in China. My father died in a car accident when I was still a first-year middle school student. He left some property behind, and all the relatives from my father's side of the family plunged into a fight for it. My mother was traumatised by what happened. After the loss of my father, the inhumanity that the family members showed toward each other in fighting for the money, along with the neighbours' bad treatment of us, had a big effect on me. I became an eccentric person, did not trust people and worshipped money. When I was in the third year of middle school, my mother remarried. My stepfather was a very honest and good-natured person, but I regarded this as cowardice. He did not worship money so much, and I considered that to be a sign of incompetence. He did not demand too much from life, and I took that as a lack of ambition. I never called him dad, though we lived under the same roof. Our hearts were miles apart. My mother did not have any education. She was very reserved and also in very bad health. Since my childhood, we had difficulty communicating with each other. Out of vanity, I thought that she would be of no help getting me to the top in society. At school, I worried that my classmates would look down upon me if they knew my family background and would bully me, so I never took the initiative to socialise with them. Even when I said something to them, I told lies. I lived my life with a mask on. I felt like I was a stranger in this world, and I could hardly believe anyone. At night, I often cried under my quilt while I blamed everyone and complained about everything. In my head, I thought about how to end my life many times. 
But I wasn't reconciled to such a thought because I still wanted revenge. I still wanted the family members from my father's side to fall on their knees to beg for my mercy, though I did not know how to achieve this. I was so disturbed by such thoughts that I was not at ease for even a single moment. How I wished I could return to my childhood, when I lived happily and was carefree every day. At that time, my mum missed my dad very much, and she was not able to get along well with my stepfather. My stepfather had a child from his previous marriage. The family members from my father's side continued to harass her, and all of these conflicts worsened my mother's health. Since modern medicine could not cure her diseases, my mum turned to practising Falun Gong. Three months later, she was rid of all her illnesses. I was so amazed by the miraculous effect of Falun Gong on curing illnesses. Out of curiosity, I began to read the books Wan Falun. This book is a real treasure. It opened my heart. A heart that had been sealed and covered in dust. I came to the understanding that nothing that happened in this world was accidental, that there was a causal relationship behind everything. Whether you come across a good thing or a bad thing, as long as your mind is right and you follow the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, you will elevate your character. I no longer complained and I started to mingle with my family members. I remember that when I called my stepfather dad for the first time, he was so excited that his eyes were shining with tears. Since then my home has been full of laughter and joy. I am able to communicate freely and sincerely with other people again. I treat everyone, including the family members from my father's side, with a true heart and I no longer have the thought of committing suicide. I am filled with vitality and energy. At last I regained the happiness I had when I was a child. My old classmates, whom I had not seen for a long time, marvel at the miracles Falandafa has created. I wrote down my experience with the hope that whoever reads this article will experience the same miracle through practicing Falun Gong themselves. Falun Dafa lifted me up and made me a better person by a practitioner in Singapore. In June 1998, a new colleague of mine gave me a copy of the Falun Dafa lecture in Sydney. It seemed like it was very easy for me to begin practicing Falun Dafa. That August, I met Master Lee at the Singapore Experience Sharing Conference. Now looking back, I realize that I am indeed a very fortunate person. As soon as I began to practice Falun Dafa, I loved to read the Falun Dafa books. Since then, I have been constantly reading the books which subsequently has had a positive effect on my ability to steadfastly cultivate in Dafa. In November 1998, I attended a nine-day video lecture by Master Lee, and I started to practice the five sets of exercises. In the beginning, I realized that my enlightenment capacity was not very good. Although I loved to read the Falun Dafa books, I could hardly remember anything afterwards, let alone understand some of the Fa and why we needed to study the Fa. Later, I went to a new practice site. With the help of other practitioners, I continued to study the Fa. I gradually began to understand the Fa, and I came to a clearer understanding of what cultivation is all about. 
I then realized that Juan Following is a book that genuinely guides people to practice cultivation. Here, I truly hope that those people who misunderstand or who don't know what Falun Dafa is could read Juan Following, thus giving themselves a chance to know what it contains. What exactly is written in this book? What is Falun Dafa? Don't just follow the hearsay. One must understand the purpose and the meaning of life, and one should be responsible for one's own life. I truly hope that everyone can come to personally experience Falun Dafa. Now I shall relate some changes that I have experienced during my three years of cultivation. I have been transformed from a sick person to a healthy man. Before I practiced Falun Gong, I would need to go to bed before 10 p.m. every night, and when I woke up, my body would ache all over. My wife and son liked to go window shopping during the weekend. However, this was an agonizing weekend duty for me. They were enthusiastically walking around while I kept looking for a chair to sit down and, if possible, to lie down and get some rest. Now I don't feel tired all day long and I feel very energetic. My mental health has also changed tremendously. Before I practiced Falun Gong, I just didn't know how to smile and I hadn't smiled for many years. Happiness was a strange word to me. Now I've changed into a happy man and I smile to greet people at any time and I can face life's pressures and changes optimistically. I used to be quite intolerant. Frequently, I would flare up over family trifles and petty matters. Now, I can remain calm in any conflict, reflect on the matter, and self-reflect for any mistake I might have made in the conflict. I have become a broad-minded man and now have a tolerant heart. I used to be very mean, but now I take personal gain lightly and I have realized that many problems and conflicts were actually caused by my various attachments. After I attended the experience-sharing conference in Taiwan in December 2000, I gradually developed a deeper understanding. At times, a word or sentence from a fellow practitioner could have a critical and intriguing effect on my advancement. Greater effects could be achieved if the word was incisive and could penetrate my heart. As long as one is always able to treat oneself as a practitioner and look inward, one will be able to quickly recognize one's attachments. Master Li has repeatedly stressed the need to study the Fa. Some fellow practitioners have upgraded their character very quickly through studying the Fa. They took their own initiative in doing it, didn't rely on others, didn't wait for others, and they put their hearts and minds into Dafa. I think this can be attributed to their constant study of the Fa and to their righteous understanding. Master Li's teachings have opened up a whole new world for me and made me into a different, better person. Separating the chaff from the pure essence by a Western practitioner in the US. I have been a Falun Gong practitioner for a little over one year. I feel as if I have been going through a threshing process. So many events have happened to separate the chaff from the pure essence of who I am. I first attended a practice site in November of 1999. At first, I did not understand very much, but I kept reading and kept cultivating and some remarkable things have happened to me. I have changed so much. Before Falun Gong, I suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD because I had been the victim of a very violent crime. I had difficulty sleeping. I thought I needed alcohol to fall asleep at night. 
Even though the man who committed this crime was tried and put in jail for the rest of his life, I lived in constant fear of being attacked. I never wanted to go home, and when I did go home, I locked myself in my bedroom. Within two months, I stopped therapy, and eventually all my symptoms disappeared. I am calm and serene. My energy level has increased dramatically. I am highly focused on my work, and I am very successful. I'm a real estate agent and property manager. I had a roofer recommended by a friend of mine to install a new roof over a garage. I gave the roofer a deposit of half down and he started removing the old roof the next day. The only problem was that he removed the next door neighbour's roof, not the one I had hired him to do. Needless to say, the people storing things in the neighbour's garage were very angry. They kept yelling at the roofer to stop and he kept telling them that they were not the owner and he did not work for them. Many of their things were damaged because old roofing material kept falling onto their things during the removal process. Finally, someone called me and I told the roofer it was the wrong roof. He quit, leaving no covering at all on the neighbour's garage. The neighbour was very angry with me and insisted I fix the roof. Since the man I hired did not have a contractor's licence, he could refuse me, knowing there was nothing I could do. Luckily, it did not rain. This went on for a week. Ultimately, although I was a new practitioner, I knew this was my responsibility. I finally made the decision that I would hire another roofer, this time one with a contractor's licence, and pay the entire cost myself. I knew there was no other choice. The very day I hired another contractor, the original roofer finished the job. I repeatedly told the people whose things were damaged that I would be responsible for the repairs, but to this day they have never asked me for anything. I don't think there could be a more vivid way to teach me about giving up my attachment to saving money or about being responsible. This happened after I had only been a practitioner for a few months. Another incident happened just recently and has had a much deeper effect. I had a friend, a fellow practitioner, with whom I discussed many things. We made many observations about other people, often criticising them. All of this was extremely interesting and enlightening until one day my friend criticised me. I thought his criticism was extremely unfair. I know that in a conflict we must look inside ourselves. I realised the extent to which I had criticised others. I blamed others. I found fault with others. Whether I said anything to them or not, I judged them. It just did not feel right when I was the one being judged. Then I understood. I needed to be paid back for all those times I had judged others criticised others and hurt others because my motives were never pure. I realised that I needed to be hurt in order to pay back the hurt that I had caused others. I needed to feel pain in order to pay back the pain I had caused others. I became very withdrawn and started to feel actual physical pain in my left arm. This pain seemed very, very fitting. It seemed to be getting worse. It got to the point where I could not lift my arm to do the second exercise because it hurt too much. 
Then I read what Master Lee said about criticism in teaching the FAR at the conference in Singapore. Quote, I often say that if a person is free of any personal notions, isn't motivated by self-interest, and is truly looking to benefit others, then when he points out another person's shortcoming or tells the other person what's right, that person will be moved to tears, unquote. At the following weekend's practice, I could lift my arm and the pain was almost gone. I knew that the unjust criticism from my friend was a message that I could use to purify myself so that I could separate the chaff from the pure essence of who I am. Thank you for listening to Hearts and Minds Uplifted, a special series brought to you by Minghui Radio. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org. <laughs>